Hello, friend. Welcome to Recover Like a Mother. My name is Lane Kennedy, and this is another episode. I want to just pause and thank you for checking out the show, hanging out with me, and spending time in your recovery. I am so happy to share weekly with you about recovery. Sometimes I have guests on here, sometimes I have other mothers in recovery, and sometimes there are solo episodes, like today. It's just me and you hanging out. Today's episode is just, it's going to be about why meditation is so important. You know, we've been through a lot over the last year and a couple of months, and we have seen people and kids and life change around us and we've stayed sober through it and I am so proud of you and all the sober moms that are out there doing life in full color right now because when we drink and when we check out we miss the importance of life we miss the details mama I don't want you to miss the details of your life Now is the time to connect with yourself in your recovery. As a mother in recovery, over the years, I've had this real love-hate relationship with the idea of self-care. First off, it sounds absurd. Self-care. Isn't this obvious? Isn't this what we're supposed to do? Yes. No. Yes. Yes, we're supposed to wake up, brush our teeth, take a shower, exercise, drink our water, eat green food, move our bodies, sleep soundly, right? This is all about self-care. I have fallen victim to what we know as alcoholism. Wait a minute. What do you mean, Lane? Yes. We must remember that alcoholism is a mental illness. A lot of people get, you know, all hung up on this mental illness part. But the truth of the matter is, Alcoholism is a mental illness. It lives between my ears. It centers in my brain. My neurochemistry is off. It's totally off. I'm even going to go one step further and say my DNA is different. Yep. It is coded a unique sequence of helixes that lead to alcoholism. That's right. I said it. I know that's really bold for me to say. But the truth of the matter is, it is. I've said it. And people will argue and ask me to prove it. But when I look at my DNA, because that's what I do for a living, I look at DNA and I coach people in looking at their DNA. It's really clear. It's evident. It is crystal, like the crystal I hold in my pocket, clear as the sky is blue. My DNA says that I'm destined to be an alcoholic. So My genes were waiting for me to take a drink. My gene, I have a gene, it's the HTR2A. It encodes serotonin receptor 5-HT2A. This right here, this information means I have a greater chance of anxiety. Okay, just take that for a minute. I actually have quite a few genes that are coded to bring greater amounts of stress, which means less dopamine, more norepinephrine, It really is a ball of crazy inside me. Introduce alcohol and a chemical cascade goes into effect and I feel neutral. 
yeah, neutral. Now I could share a bunch of other genes with you, but it's, it would be overkill for the importance of today's episode, which is about meditation and why meditation is now so important more than ever. Meditation has been proven to change the complex gray matter in our brains, lowers our cortisol levels, and eases the tension in our bodies. Does that make sense? It's really easy. A simple practice of 15 minutes a day for eight weeks has been scientifically reported to make changes in our bodies, in the way that we handle life. But we tell ourselves, and I am victim of this, I don't have time to do that. No, I'll do it later, maybe tomorrow. But here's the deal. This is where I get like crazy, is that tomorrow leads, I mean, it, it, it leads me to stress because there are more chances for my son to scream at me or to yell at me, more chances for my partner to disagree with me, which makes me nuts, more chances for the laundry to not get done and sit overnight and then it smells like mold. Ugh, drives me crazy. You know, all these chances lead me to more stress because when I am stressed, I can't deal. So stress multiplies in my body and it's like block by block, it builds until suddenly I've built myself a crypt. And I'm sure perhaps you do the same thing. What you thought was protection now becomes this thick wall. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to just put the brick here, put the next brick here. I'm going to protect myself. And then all of a sudden I have this barrier to my innermost self. The brick wall is so sturdy and so solid. I can no longer hear myself say, it's okay, Lane, to take a time out. It's okay to pause. And I don't know about you, but when I become rigid and solid like the brick wall, my family is not too fond of me. My son is like, go meditate. But the inside of me, my, my insides are off balance completely. I turn into like an asshole, honestly. It's not, it's not pretty. Yeah. So when I started thinking about what recover like a mother would be, you know, and what was the importance and why was I doing this? And, you know, how could I share with other sober mothers this importance of meditation? Because we overlook it every day. I thought I have to put it out. I, I, I have to, I have to share with you the importance of meditation because what it does is it changes us. And over the past year, we have all felt this insane amount of pressure to be, I'm air quoting, the best we could, or we try our hardest, but we can only try so long without a pressure valve. You know what I'm talking about? We need release. I need release. It's freaking normal. Actually, normies find it in you know, exercise, that's their pressure valve, right? They're like, oh, I have to go to the gym and work out. I was talking to a woman the other day. She's like, I have to exercise every day, no matter what, just 30 minutes a day. And I feel great. And I said, what do you do? And she's like, well, sometimes I just take a walk. Sometimes I get on my exercise bike. And sometimes I just do, you know, like jumping jacks. And I I turn on my kids. We thing. And I was like, every day. She's like, yeah, like that, that's her pressure valve release. And I thought, God, I would never do that. But that's her release. You know, other normies find it in sex, 
Like every Thursday, I got to have sex. You know, some find it in cookies. Some find that release in just binging on the next Netflix show. But as mothers in recovery, our outlet, our valve is spiritual. It is connection. It is being at peace within. That is what I'm sharing with you. My pressure valve happens when I am with that oneness, that stillness. I change. Everything changes. I mean, I can, I could, I could probably drink, you know, and, and then that would lead me. Maybe I wouldn't drink again. I I can't even like think about this, honestly. It like kind of freaks me out to even think about like drinking, but we can all pick up again, right? We, we are not immune. I am not immune to picking up again because I know that that drink leads me to that just a second of peace. But then what happens is that the crazy starts happening in my brain and then I have to drink again. And then there's that demoralization of who knows what I'm going to do. My son would be crying. My partner would absolutely lose faith in me. My list is really long of what could happen if I pick up a drink again. All my yets are really scary. So I look for that connection, that pressure valve to be released when I find stillness. When I was introduced to meditation, I was all of about 60 days sober. Yeah. I was like, what is this stuff? I rented my downstairs uh, apartment to this proud rainbow wearing woman who chanted nam yam reggae a, a, a vision for you honestly she was she had a shaved head the combat boots just a beautiful soul and she would pull out this wooden thing and she would chant and i would be upstairs and i would hear her nam yo reggae right and and i would be like oh god what is she doing Well, at the same time that this was occurring, my then girlfriend decided to have an affair. She went out on the road and she had this affair and she wrote the song about it and it was a real messed up situation. It's another podcast, I'm sure. But what ended up happening, mm, I began this friendly, very platonic, very innocent, maybe not, uh, relationship with a newly sober gun carrying guy. And he would come over with incense in hand and he would knock on my doors and he would, I would open the door and he would like hand me this incense and I'd be, and, and he would have this bright, big smile on his face. And I'd be like, Oh, dreamy. And he would hand me the incense and he'd say, let's go meditate. And at the time I had this huge house in the Hollywood Hills and we would go out back and he would unpack his gun and he would put it on his left side. It was crazy. The Wesson would be on his left side in the grass. We would light the candles, light the incense. He would lower his eyes and become completely still. And the first time he did this, I thought, what is happening here? I didn't know what to think or do. I, I couldn't move. I was like frozen because I thought if I were to move too quickly, he would pull the gun on me, right? Like out of fear, I was just like, Uh, just stuck there. So I would just sit. Side note, he never pulled the gun on me. It was brilliant. I'm still alive. (laughs) 
But we would sit together and we did this for probably a good four weeks. And what ended up happening is that I began this journey into a practice with him. The other thing that started to happen at this time is that I fell in love with agape, which is probably another episode at another time. But there was something happening in my world at 60 Days Sober where I was really being called to find stillness. And so my point of meditation was an interesting moment and I remember it like it was yesterday. And here's the thing. Here were two very, very different people in my life meditating. And each of them would share similar stories with me when I asked them, why do you do this? Why are you chanting all the time? Why do you want to come over here and like spend time with me and, you know, sit in the backyard? And both of them concurred that meditation turned off the thinking and brought stillness, which they never found anywhere else. So there it was. It was placed in my brain right there, a moment in my history, proof and experience that meditation was like some kind of superpower or drug without actually taking a pharmaceutical or picking up a shot of vodka. That's right. They had found some solution to what I was looking for. Did I start meditating twice a day? No, I didn't. But what I did do is I began a journey and my journey has waxed and waned over the years. And there have been points in my recovery where I have not done meditation and those years were horrible. But my point here is that meditation is the easiest way out. Remember that pressure valve I mentioned earlier, meditation has become my pressure valve. And the beauty of it is that The benefits touch every life around me. My son knows when I'm meditating. My friend knows, or my friends, I have more than one friend, know when I'm meditating. My neighbors know. And when I say no, they're not like, oh, Lane's meditating. They know because I'm not screaming. I'm not stomping around. It's, I'm telling you this because Again, the outcome is huge when we meditate. It just keeps going. It's like that, you know, when we build the brick by brick by brick, the the kind of anger and resentment, it's meditation is the same way. You can build this muscle, this resilience with meditation. Now, I'm not telling them, hey, look at me, I'm meditating, therefore I'm going to be nice or quiet. It simply means that my relationship to them becomes manageable. I breathe without tension when my son yells at me, right? Like he's a tween. There's a lot of arguing, but I don't have to engage around this whole video game crap. There are more gaps of time in my day. I feel organized. I actually get things done in a timely manner. You know, at the beginning, if you're in a 12-step program, you know, when I came into the mutual aid rooms, they said, you know, if you drank every day, then you should go to a meeting every day. And I thought, oh God, how's that possible? I'm working so many hours. I have all these things to do. But what ended up happening is that the more that I started going to meetings, the the brighter, the richer, 
my life became. Everything would become in, everything would come into alignment so much easier. I think the same principle applies here. We fear that we can't get things done and that we have so much to do. But I know from my experience that every meeting leads me to a fuller recovery. I go to a meeting and I see people, my life gets lit up. It's really cool. When I meditate, the same exact things happen. It's kind of crazy. We are mothers in recovery, raising humans, raising ourselves. I can't express it enough. It's of the utmost importance to find a practice, to commit to change. Every mother in recovery owes it to herself. Mama, you owe it to yourself. It could be the sprinkles on the Sunday that you just are like, oh yes, this is exactly what I needed. As I've gone through various stages of my recovery, my practice has evolved and I've had to break down some barriers. And that's what I want you to do right now. I want you to break down the barriers of what's stopping you from meditating. What's making you say, no, I can't. I don't know how. I don't have time. And if you've been meditating for a long time, or if you already have a practice, I want you to break the barrier to go deeper into your practice. Make it five minutes longer. Go into a deeper reflection period. I want your practice to change. Can you tell I'm so fired up about meditation? It's, it is the gift that transforms my life every friggin' day. So moving forward, you know, as I have slowly put this podcast together and slowly sharing this with you in the world, I decided that once a month, I'm really excited about this, I'm going to create a unique meditation dedicated to that month and to you right here on the podcast. I'm going to be calling it the Monday Monthly Meditation. And you know what else I'm going to do? In the background, I'm going to create a library. I actually have a library of meditations and you can grab them for like $9 a month. Because I love meditation so much, I have a library of meditations and I'm placing them in a membership for you. Now, I typically sell one of my Nidras, which is a type of meditation for $15. And I've done this for years and it's been wonderful. And I have just a catalog, I guess, different meditations that I have. But what I really want to do with Recover Like a Mother is make it accessible. I want this to be so easy for you. And so I created this membership, $9 a month, where you can access this library of meditations You know, somebody labeled me not the ordinary meditation teacher. And at first I was like, what are you talking about? No, don't offend me. And she said, no, Lane, you are so funny and you have so much experience and you do all these different types of meditation. You're not ordinary. And after I reflected on that and I thought that's really true because like my meditation teacher, she does one type of practice, one practice. And she puts them out every month. And every month I pay her $15 a month 
I, lo- I love it. I love it. I-, I wait for her meditation. But what makes me not ordinary is that because I love mothers in recovery, I want to share all the different types of meditation. So sometimes my meditations are about astrology. Sometimes they're about the 12 steps. Sometimes it's breath work. Sometimes it's mindfulness practice. My most favorite practice are my DNA practices. But the thing is, I just want to share this with you because I know it's going to improve your recovery. It's going to improve your relationship with your kids, your partners, the world, your neighbors, the postman, everyone. So now is the time to meditate. Change your brain change your body, eliminate the inflammation that sits around your brain, improve your concentration and attention, relieve your stress, enhance your self-awareness. Meditation will help with any cravings that you might have. Even if you're craving ice cream, it can help with that. If you give up drinking and then you're like, I'm craving ice cream, a mindfulness practice can help reduce the risk of relapse regain control over the impulses, and again, help with those cravings. Meditation is our secret weapon. You know, sobriety, I talk about sobriety being the secret weapon, but meditation is like the tool. It is the the number one thing that you want to pull out of your bag and be like, watch out, I got you. So having said all that, I think you understand that this episode is about saying, hey, Go meditate. I've got you on this. I think you get it. We are here to change the world. We are mothers in recovery. And I don't think you got sober just to live a mediocre life. I think you got sober to live a powerful, inspiring life. I'm here with you. Make sure to check out the membership area over on recoverlikeamother.com forward slash membership. You'll be routed to Buy Me a Coffee, which is a website where the membership lives. And once you sign up, it's really easy. It's $9 a month and you'll get this library that will keep growing every month. I just want to say thank you for being here, for listening, and being a mother in the world who is trying to make a difference, not only in your world, but your kids and those around you. All right, good friend. I will leave you with taking a moment. Go ahead and take a breath. Inhale. Hold it. And exhale. You're doing great. May you find something bright and something light that fills your soul so you can be the best you can be in your recovery. Thank you for listening and being here. Until next time, take good care. Bye for now, mama.